Hey everybody, this is Fred Ricciani of the TSC News Podcast. I sincerely appreciate y'all checking us out. For those wondering how you can access us, we're everywhere. Spotify, Apple, Google, you name it, we're on it. We also have an official YouTube channel, youtube.com slash the sports courier. Or you could just search my name, Fred Ricciani, or TSC News. Be sure to enable notifications so you never miss an update. We're also on Instagram at TSC News, Twitter at Sports Courier, Facebook.com slash the Sports Courier. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the latest TSC audio. Hello, we are now being joined by Ryan Bader. Our first question will come from Jay Anderson. Hey, thanks very much. And Ryan, uh, congratulations on the win tonight. Uh, obviously a grueling five rounds. And, uh, you know, I know you said uh, you felt off after that first round, but do you feel you were able to, to shake it off after that and fight the fight you wanted to? Yeah, well, I knew in the first round, I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm going to have to gut this one out. You know, um, just didn't feel like I, I should. Um, ate something, whatever it was. My stomach was uh, just on, on fire, all crazy. And, and after that first round, I'm like, all right, you know, I, I just got to grind grind this one out, get that win. So I did, you know, it, it wasn't the prettiest win, but you know, Congo's a great striker. He, he impressed me um, on the cage. Um, you know, he was risk control, his, his body awareness, everything like that. So um, all in all, um, wasn't the prettiest fight, but got it done, got a win. There was a fence grab, I think it was in the, the first round by Congo that was pretty blatant. And I'm just wondering, as a guy who comes from a wrestling background, how frustrating are those fouls, especially when refs seem loathe to take a point or even take away the position? Yeah, we just had a, a conversation with the ref in the back saying, you know, if you, if you grab the, the cage and it looks like it was going to, you know, change the outcome of a fight or, or be an outcome, basically, and a takedown would be that you know, he'd take away a point and it was twice. He said he gave him a warning and then he grabbed it again when I had his knees in the air and he was, he was hanging on the fence, you know? And so, uh, um, I was kind of, I was, I was talking to the ref a little bit during that, you know, and then, um, um, but it, it didn't mess with the outcome. So, um, whatever. And big victory at the end of the day. And you mentioned Linton Vassell after the fight as a possibility. I mean, do you see him as a different sort of challenge now that he's at heavyweight with the success that he's had? Yeah, I really do. You know, he was a tough guy, you know, at 205. And, and uh, I know he was a little big for 205 and, you know, cut a lot of weight. And um, he was scrappy. He's one of those heavyweights that's kind of like me. He's, he's a, he isn't really a smaller heavyweight, but he moves like a smaller heavyweight. And, um, you know, he, he's very dangerous. And, and um, like I said, I was very impressed in his last, you know, four wins or whatever it was. And the guys, he is beat. And, um, you know, he's been on my radar for a while at heavyweight and been a lot of talk. And so it seems like the, the viable next uh, fight. And last one for me, you said during uh, media day, I believe that it's heavyweight from uh, here on out pretty much. And I'm curious how much of your success in the division that you attribute to not having to cut that weight. Yeah, I know it's huge. And, and for me, it was always one of those, uh, you know, gotta be tough kind of deals. Cause I've done it my whole life. I, I cut weight and 205 is where I came from. And so I said, you know, screw it. I can, I can make it. It doesn't matter. You know, this is what we do. Um, but those fights at, at uh, light heavyweight, I just couldn't take the, take the shots that I can at heavyweight, you know, and uh, um, getting older, I'm 38 years old, cutting down 35 pounds and, and getting in a fist fight the next day is not very uh, conducive to health. And so um, I really clicked when I fought Moldovsky at heavyweight and I felt, Great. I took big shots. You know, I took good shots in this fight too, you know, and, and was fine. So 
um, time to move on. Um, it just kept running through my head. Why, why do I keep on going down? It was, it was because um, of ego and, you know, um, Bellator kind of wanted me to come down and, and obviously defend the belt, but maybe try to get that belt back in the Grand Prix. Ken, next question. Hey, Ryan, congratulations on the win. Kay Williams for Can Chronicles Media. Um, so for the most part in tonight's match, you controlled the pace of the uh, of the match. Was that a strategic game plan? And also, Congo is considerably taller than you. How are you able to take his reach away from him in tonight's match? You know, the game plan, yeah, was to kind of get him down, get tired. Um, he, he impressed me with his cardio, he impressed me with – his body awareness on the cage and and how hard he was to get off that cage um you know but uh we brought in a guy called the mountain antonio over here um six five you know big tall and so you know training with him you know i wasn't you know i was able to go in and get in that distance you know hit him with some jabs and and um you know hit him with some overhands and some hooks and all that kind of stuff and and it wasn't a problem if i didn't have antonio here it would be uh different story going in there and seeing that length for the first time but props to congo he did a lot of things great dylan next question what's up ryan uh back to lynn for a second you called out the big swarm immediately following your victory what specifically intrigues you about that matchup and how do you feel you match up with lynn stylistically man it was just a fun fight the first fight it was all over the place you know he's a squirrely dude um um he reminds me of my uh you know training partner cb dalloway in the gym just all over the place and can, can scramble and um it was a fun fight i just always look back in that fight and and uh it was a fun you know good time and um i've been watching him in the heavyweight division and, and looking at the heavyweight division you know it was always you know tim johnson congo um you know fedor was the only three really talked about for a couple of years and so um linton's kind of made his name and, and you know he's in that mix and i feel like he's you know he's jumped those guys so um he seems like the next logical guy oh makes sense shout out cb and then also back to congo uh he said his biggest focus in this training camp was improving his stamina but did you expect his cardio to hold up the full five rounds and how did he differ from what you expected going to the cage in general yeah no i didn't did not um, I thought he'd be kind of smoked after, you know, two or three, um, but his cardio was good. I could tell he was tired and, and whatnot, but um, uh, he kept pushing, you know, it's, it's a different game, you know, when you're, you're kind of, you're on your butt and you're kind of taking those breaks um, rather than kind of being on top and you kind of can rest in spots and all that. But um, I was very impressed by his cardio for sure. That's one thing that kind of surprised me in this fight. Definitely. And lastly, uh, we know there was a bit of animosity heading in and you wanted to finish, uh, but you showed a lot of grit and you toughed out a very hard fought win. So what are your initial thoughts on your overall performance? Man, I didn't love that fight, you know, but it, it is what it is. Sometimes you got to go in there and get the job done. And that's what I did. You know, it always can't be perfect. You know, I've had my highlight reel knockouts and, and fun fights. And sometimes you got to go in there and go to your bread and butter and, and, and drown a guy and that's what i had to do tonight and uh um there's always next fight but you know i went in there beat a tough guy still have the heavyweight championship belt wrapped around my waist and, and the best one out there so um is what it is ronald next question this is ronald e smith from getting real right congrats on your win and i, I just want to go back to what you just brought up on how you said that you got to do what you got to do to get the w every single time and although 
some fans may not understand nor agree with it. But so when you when you do hear fans giving negative reactions to the things that you have to do, how do you discourage it or just block them out so you can continue just get the win and get the job done? Man, I don't give a shit. I've been in this game for way too long. I'm, you know, um, well, I have over 42 fights. You know, like I said, I've had great fights. I've had fights that ended in spectacular knockouts and fought every legend in the sport, you know, and so I can have a fight like that every once in a while and go in there and grind one out and do what I got to do. You know, that just so shows my my uh, my range of, uh, you know, skills and, and to go in there, go to my bread and butter and grind. You know, we're, we're fighting for world titles here. You know, we're not I'm not fighting, a, um, you know, 10th ranked guy in, in in this sport. You know, every fight I have is for a world title. And so it's the best guy in there and you know like i said i knock him out you know i go to a decision sometimes it is what it is you know i go out there and get the win i still have that belt awesome thank you so much ryan for your time that concludes our session with you thank you we now have mr scott coker joined with us our first question comes from jay anderson Thanks very much, Scott. And uh, obviously a big night tonight back in Paris. Four finishes to start the main card. Romero looked good. Bader did what he had to do to hold on to that title. I mean, overall, who really stood out to you tonight? I mean, there's there's a couple of fighters that um, stood out. And one was Yoel Romero. I thought he um, did an amazing job. Uh, he did what he had to do at the end. I mean, he took the guy out. But he was dominating that fight from start to finish. And you know, I just have not seen um, the kind of, let's say, uh, crowd interaction with a fighter, you know, basically cheering on the crowd and, and getting the crowd behind him. He did an amazing job. Uh, and also, you know, I was really impressed with uh, Davey Gallon, who is uh, from, uh, let's see, I think he's from, yeah, he's from Normandy, France. Uh, I thought he did a great job. And there's some great undercard fighters. If you look at the, the fighters from France, I think we had 11 fighters uh, that competed. We had six fighters that won. So uh, a lot of a lot of good, good talent here. And, uh, you know, we're going to be looking forward to putting these guys uh, into into some different fights around the world, traveling some to the United States, traveling to Asia, traveling to, you know, different parts of Europe that we promote in. So uh, this is just the beginning for them because you have to remember, MMA in America has had a 30-year head start. And, you know, we came here to the very first show 18 months ago uh, and COVID hit. It felt like it was a, a show that was okay and the fans were passionate, but, you know, to have a full house like we did tonight and have the, 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 some of the quality fights that we had, I think that it was, it was just a, an amazing night for the company. Absolutely. And uh, we did speak to you all earlier and obviously you guys announced the uh, Manhoff fight is back on for uh, September in Dublin. Um, he said he's looking past that and he wants a fight at 185, maybe towards the end of the year, if all goes well with Melvin. Is that something you're open to? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the reasons why we brought uh, Yoel Romero here was to eventually fight Gegard Musasi. So if Gegard keeps winning and Yoel keeps winning, I think you'll see a collision at some point at 105 or two, I'm 185 or 205. And then Bader brought up Linton Vassell following his win um, as potentially a next title challenger at heavyweight. Is that something that uh, you'd be willing to do? Um, that's something that, you know, uh, when, when, when these fights happen, I usually like to go back and, and talk to the team. 
But uh, Linton is on a four fight win streak. He's he's you know been really doing very well. Uh, but make a commitment. We'll see. Uh, we're not ready to commit to that yet. Fair enough. And last one for me. Is there any updates on the uh, time frame for the light heavyweight Grand Prix final? Obviously, running it back with uh, Corey and Vadim. Yeah, we're waiting for uh, Nemkov to heal up. Uh, Corey, I think, could have fought the next week. He was fine. He, I saw him in a restaurant the next night, next day, and he was ready to go then. And he wants to fight right away. But I think Nemkov, I think his his cut is going to stop him from really training and competing and getting back in there until probably early part of fall of the of the fall season. So uh, I think the earliest you'll see Nemkov back is going to be around September. All right. Thanks very much, Scott. Carissa, next question. Scott, thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us today. Um, my question is to my question for you is, what did you love about you know the crowd in Paris, and what can we expect for our the upcoming events in Europe? I mean, next week we have an amazing fight uh, in London. Uh, which is going to be uh, the title fight between Logan Starley and MVP. Um, as you guys know, there's the story of Amosov, who is out fighting the war in the Ukraine. Uh, so we're, we're going to uh, do an interim title fight. That's our next big fight in, uh, in Europe. Um, but I tell you what, I, what I really loved about tonight was the crowd was just really, really amazing. And the French fans are really engaging. They're passionate. They know MMA and they're learning about MMA because there's so many different facets to this game. Uh, and again, like I said to the last interview uh, questionnaire, it was that this this is a 20 28 year head start that America has had on on France's MMA uh, introduction. So um, you know, you talk about 1993 till you know next next year it's going to be 30 years. So uh, in, in France, it's only been an 18 month process. We came here, we got the first show. The government awarded us the very first show to uh, in 2020. Came here, I thought we did a, a great fight, great event, uh, but uh, we had 1,000 fans. And now to, to pack the building, sell it out the way that uh, it looked, it looked on TV, it looked great uh, in the building. They were loud. I could tell that uh, they were into it and cheering for their hometown heroes for sure. Uh, 